there is something very agreeable and desirable in ease. Yet strange as the declaration may appear, this tranquility is too common, and to disturb it should be our design. For your peace may be a false peace. Before an earthquake, the air is uncommonly serene. This is a quote coming to you from the biblical illustrator. Now, before going on, I want to stop a moment and think about what was just said. First of all, the biblical illustrator said there's something very agreeable and desirable in ease. And having things just uh, uh, be at ease in your life. And then they went on to say the tranquility is too common. But... They made this statement, to disturb it should be our design, because it's not something good, it's something bad. For your peace may be a false peace. Before an earthquake, think about this, before an earthquake, the air is uncommonly serene. So I ask you today, is it your design to disturb your ease. Now, in this broadcast, we are continuing our new series based on the theme, Nearer My God to Thee. In this podcast, we will be studying the subject of entire consecration, looking at Caleb as our example in Numbers 14.24, which says, But my servant Caleb because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully. And we'll also be looking at the phrase, with all your heart, to show you how God is calling all believers to wholly follow him. Yes, even in this Laodicean age, this age of ease. Okay, to start off this teaching, we want to look at Amos 6, 1. And here we have the prophet reproving God's people, Judah and Israel, for indulging themselves in luxurious ease. And uh, what made matters worse was they were on the brink of God's judgment. This is what he said. He said, woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Well, I ask you, what does it mean to be at ease in Zion? How would you describe that? And uh, are you like Judah and Israel at ease in Zion? Well, in my studies, I came up with these uh, different ideas. First of all, at ease in Zion describes one being in easy, prosperous, comfortable circumstances of life which, uh, uh, generally speaking, centralizes your soul or makes it dull. It has a tendency to do that. Being at ease in Zion is living in a fancied security and self-pleasing. It's living in false security, a godless self-security. And more specifically, it's living at ease in sin 
or when surrounded by sin, neither fearing nor believing the threatened judgment of God, living as if it's as if you're out of the reach of God's rod, thinking that tomorrow is going to be like today, that just everything's just going to keep going the way it is. While you're neglecting God, you're paying no attention to his commands, you're giving no thought about sin's consequences. Well, to all those who are at ease in Zion, let me make you aware of a phrase repeatedly found throughout the Bible pertaining to your duty as a Christian. And that phrase is, with all your heart. That phrase, with all your heart, stands in stark contrast with being at ease in Zion. And we're going to see that every duty of the Christian is to be done with all your heart. And if done so, this will keep you from being at ease in Zion and will keep you from ever hearing the awful threatening words, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Let's look at that phrase, with all your heart. In my studies, I came up with these uh, four different ideas. First of all, with all your hearts, it's talking about where the powers of your soul are exerted to the utmost. All your affections, your whole heart are bent toward God. You don't have divided affections. Your whole soul is toward the living God. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your tongue are all engaged. To, with all your heart, also uh, we could add that it's with an undivided heart where you give your whole heart to God. You're not giving him just a piece of your heart. You're allowing nothing to divide or distract your affections. You're withholding nothing from God, giving God all of your heart, not dividing your heart between God and the world. With all your heart, this is talking about uh, how you do things with all your heart, not in a half-hearted way, but you do it heartily with zeal and resolution. You uh, have cheerfulness and liveliness in doing something for the Lord. You do it with vigor and courage. It's marked by hardiness, vitality, enthusiasm, and thoroughness. And then lastly, with all your heart, it's in total opposition to just doing something in show and profession only. It's without hypocrisy. With all thine heart. We see this repeated throughout the scriptures. First of all, in Acts 8, 36 and 37, we see that we are to believe with all our hearts. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. 
when we believe God, we're to believe him with all our heart engaged. It cannot just be a verbal profession, just words. No, it's got to be where your heart is involved, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. The People's New Testament commentary said, A living faith must seize upon and control the heart. Then in Psalm 119, 145, we see that when we cry unto the Lord, we're to cry with our whole heart. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, 145, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy precepts. Adam Clark said, He whose whole heart cries to God will never rise from the throne of grace without a blessing. Perhaps you have not received your blessing because you haven't cried unto the Lord with your whole heart. Then in Psalm 119 verses 69 and 34, we see that we're to keep God's law, keep his precepts with our whole heart. Verse 69 says, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Then verse 34, give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. We're to keep God's law with undivided affections, not with double-mindedness. Then in Deuteronomy 6, 5, this is a very common one we're familiar with. We're to love the Lord with all our heart. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Matthew Henry said, He that is our all must have our all, and none but he. In Psalm 9, 1 and Psalm 86, 12, we see that we're to praise the Lord with our whole heart, with all our heart. Psalm 9, 1, David said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Then in Psalm 86, 12, we read, I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. The treasury of David said, half heart is no heart. And they also said, praise should never be rendered with less than all our heart and soul and strength, or it will be both unreal and unacceptable. How many times have you praised the Lord with uh, your lips only? Your mind was off uh, thinking about something else. Well, God is saying, you're to praise me with your whole heart, with all your heart. Then in Jeremiah 24, 7, Deuteronomy 30, verse 2, we see that God is saying, return unto me. If you're going to return to me, you have to do it with your whole heart. Jeremiah 24, 7, and I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. 
Then Deuteronomy 30, verse 2, And shall return unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Now, if you have backslid on God, uh, you've gotten away from the Lord, you've drifted, and you want to come back to the Lord, come back. God's calling you back, but you must return to the Lord with all your heart, with your whole heart. Jeremiah 29, 13, God tells us how he wants us to seek him. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Perhaps you've been seeking the Lord and you haven't gotten anywhere, uh, gotten any answers. Well, it could be that you haven't done it with all your heart, with a whole heart. John Calvin said, it is indeed certain that men never turn to God with their whole heart, nor is the whole heart ever so much engaged in prayer as it ought to be. Wow, what a statement. What an indictment against the people of God. Then we see in 1 Samuel 12, verses 20 and 24, that we are to serve the Lord with our whole heart. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And then in verse 24, he said, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done for you. You know why we serve God and why we should do it with all our heart? Because we consider how great things he has done for us. And he's worthy of us serving him with all our heart. It should be marked, our service for him should be marked by a heartiness of vitality and enthusiasm, not with some kind of an attitude. In Proverbs 3, 5, Solomon told us how we're to trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. With all thine heart. Wholly rely upon his promises and providences. Believe his promise without doubt, fear, and distrust. Believe with your whole heart. Repose an entire confidence in his wisdom, power, and and goodness. In Joel 2.12, God said, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart. God is calling his church, Turn back to me. Turn to me. But if you're going to turn, you must do it with all your heart. It can't be half a half turn, uh, halfway it can't be half-hearted. It's got to be all the way, holy. Turn with your whole mind, soul, spirit, and affections. This whole heart is opposed to a divided heart. Then lastly, we see that in 1 Kings 2, 4 and 2 Kings 23, 3, that we're to walk before the Lord or walk after the Lord with all our heart. David charged Solomon in 1 Kings 2 4. 
that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart. See, David's children had to walk before the Lord like David did with all your heart for it to be acceptable. Then in 2 Kings 23, 3, Josiah and the people made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord with all their heart. They were going to do it with sincerity, vigor, courage, resolution, with great zeal, with all their heart. The biblical illustrator said, God in everything requires the heart, the undivided heart. Adam Clark said, and it's only when the whole heart is employed in the work that God can look upon it with acceptance. God doesn't accept any old kind of uh, service to him. He wants your whole heart engaged when you do things for him. The treasury of David said, God neither loves halting nor having. H-A-L-V-I-N-G. He will be served truly and totally among the heathens. When the beasts were cut up for sacrifice, the first thing the priest looked upon was the heart. And if the heart was not, the sacrifice was rejected. Verily, God rejects all those sacrifices wherein the heart is not. The biblical illustrator said this, it is expressive of a state of sloth. May many professors are thus at ease. Once they were anxious, inquiring, full of apparent desire after the favor of God and the blessings of salvation and activity and of activity in the Savior's cause. But their zeal, activity, and ardor have passed away. They are slumbering and sleeping. Okay, so in closing, in these days when many in the church are walking in a false security, a godless self-security, living at ease in sin, neither fearing nor believing the threatened judgment of God on a nation like America, which day by day is turning her back on God. God is calling his people, his holy remnant, to an entire consecration, as demonstrated by Caleb in Numbers 14.24. He said, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully. He followed God wholly. He followed with his whole heart. What he did for the Lord, he did it with all his heart. And God recognized that. He recognized him. He said, but my servant Caleb. And why, how did, why did he recognize him? He said he had another spirit with him. He has followed me fully. He has done what he's done with all his heart. With full purpose of heart, he has proceeded boldly 
and unhesitantly. God is calling his people to recognize the dangers of being at ease in Zion. He is calling his people to make it their design to disturb this ease in their lives and in the lives of others by following Caleb's example to wholly follow the Lord with their whole heart. And I ask you today, do you hear that call to entire consecration amidst a sleeping church? Our time is up for today's broadcast, but I encourage you stay tuned for our next teaching as we continue our study of the theme, Nearer My God to Thee. This is Connie Giordano with Walking in Truth Ministry, praying that you will walk in the truth every day of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>